I'm just going to speak for a few minutes here. Uh, the, we're going to try to head out fairly quickly here. And I think what I actually spoke, uh, you already kind of got part of just my, uh, I feel like with the Lord, the Lord's heart. But let me say this after I can get my computer on. I don't know if I'll need it, but um, I want to start here. I just, there's something that we need to understand about, about moving with the Spirit. And, uh, and it, even as we've been going out, uh, and this is just a process I feel like the Lord's taken us through, but that we would truly understand how to actually, how to operate in greater ways with the Holy Spirit. That it's not about our life. And, and as, soon as, we, as soon as we come back and take hold of our life uh, and try to operate things our way, we actually step out of alignment with the Spirit. But we are meant, we're created for an alignment with the Spirit. We're created to live, move, have our being with the Spirit all the time in, in everything that we do day by day, not just on Sundays from 9 to 11, right? I think sometimes we have that mindset of, okay, I'm coming into church. Now I'm going to be kind of in alignment with the Spirit. And then we go out and it's like, whoa, we just got right back into our old stuff, right back into our old self. But as the ecclesia, as the body of Christ, we were never meant to operate in our own mindset, in our own ways at any point in time. We were bought, paid for, and now in that we actually die to ourselves and we are alive unto him. We're in him and that's how we live, move, and have our being. So um, I want you to see something, though, that I, I, I haven't seen really clearly and until the other day. And the Lord was just showing me this. When Jesus, Jesus lived his whole life, he lived up to 30 years old, and uh, he never actually had the Holy Spirit inside of him. And you go, what? He grew and he had grace and he had, it says that he grew in the favor of the Lord. Uh, but he actually, it says in Hebrews 2, it talks about how he, he became even lower than the angels. In Philippians 2, it talks about how he, I'll just read it. Um, and there's, um, there's a point I'm getting to in this that's really important. <laughs> Philippians 2 says, we should have the same attitude of Jesus Christ. And here's the attitude that who being in the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be held on to, which basically means he, he, he was God, but in that he actually did not walk in his own deity, in his own Godship in a sense. And uh, so when he came down to earth, he lived the life that we would live on this earth so that we would know how to live the life. He says, imitate me. So he did this because he loves us so much. And so he lived this life up until the age of 30, growing in, in the favor, in, the, in stature. And, and then there's something amazing that happened. And a lot of times we've said, well, God, uh, he loves us and he's pleased with us all the time, no matter what. Not true. The moment, here's what happened. When Jesus was 30 years old, he was actually baptized in water. If you remember, he goes to John. It's, it's in Matthew 3. It's in Luke. Um, he goes and he gets baptized. And, and John's like, I, I, can't, I can't baptize you. I'm not the one to baptize you. And he's like, no, I, this has to happen. 
And there's a reason it had to happen. Um, I don't think I'm going to read it all here, but I just want to kind of walk through some steps here. Um, Let me just read this part. It says, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and and you come to me? (laughs) And Jesus replied, let it be so now. It It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And then John goes, okay, (laughs) I'll do it. So what he does is he actually baptizes Jesus. And Jesus never sinned. So let's, I just, to be very clear, Jesus never walked in sin. He was pure. Uh, But he still had that baptism. And that baptism, it says John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. It was a baptism of that, that washing, that purity. And when he came out, this was the moment that actually it says the spirit descended upon him like a dove came on him. And then in John, it says that the spirit remained on him. And that's how John the Baptist testifies. And he goes, that's the son of God. That's the spirit told me that when that happens, you will know that that's the son of God. And it is at that moment that the Holy Spirit came upon him. So there was the baptism and then the spirit came upon him. It was in that moment that you hear the Lord say, this is my son whom I love and whom I'm well pleased. It was in the Holy Spirit coming upon him. It was actually, it was the signification of a death to self and alive unto the Holy Spirit that in that moment, the father says, that's my son whom I love and whom I'm well pleased. And there is something, I can go through a lot of scriptures. Hebrews 10 talks about it. It says, those that shrink back the righteous ones, um, if, if you shrink back, it says God will not be pleased with you. There, there is no pleasure of the Lord when, when those shrink back from that place of righteousness, from stepping into what God calls us to, which is actually death to self and alive unto him. And, and I think sometimes we, we're good with the first part of, of saying, I believe, in Jesus, but we're, it's a much harder place to actually die to yourself. So the, the baptism, it's the believe and be baptized. There's a lot, there's something to this that we need to understand. It's not, it's not going down and coming up in water and going, phew, now I'm saved. It's actually baptism is something of, it's dying to yourself. Uh, and this is so important because this is, where, this is where life comes in. And if we don't have the death, we don't have the life. We don't actually have the resurrection life. Jesus says this in, in Romans 6. He says, um, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? It says, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So important that we understand this. It goes on to say, uh, it says, if we have been united with him like this in death, 
we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. So it is through the death that we actually have the resurrection life. Uh, let me just share a few other verses with this. That you, John 5, 19 and 20 says, the son can do nothing by himself. So here's Jesus, baptized, Holy Spirit comes upon him. You would think he's the son of God. He can do whatever he wants, right? But on this earth, when, when he laid down his deity, when he came into that place that we connect, the same place that he's calling us to live, it says the son can do nothing by himself, but only what he sees the father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son does also. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he does. He actually did this by the spirit. The moment that he came out of the water and was baptized by the spirit, when the spirit came upon him, it says in Luke, it talks about how he was led by the spirit. From this moment forward, he was actually led by the spirit. First thing he was led into was the wilderness, 40 days in the wilderness. And he goes, there's a, there's a season of just, of being tempted and tried and tested. And then he comes out, it says in the power of the Holy Spirit. The next thing that he does is he grabs the scroll and he reads Isaiah 61. And, and, and here's the cool part about Isaiah. Like when you see this, you, what we realize is Jesus is once again saying, look, it's not anything that I can do of my own. It's actually by the Spirit. He says, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. So this is that anointing that we actually, and this is the same thing that we walk into. This is the same thing that we have. Just as Christ died, in a sense, and was raised from the dead, but even in that signification of that, when he goes down uh, in water and comes up and then has the Holy Spirit come upon him, this is the moment where now he is anointed to do the work of the, of, of the Father, but he does it by the Holy Spirit. And so it's through the anointing of the Holy Spirit that now he preaches the good news to the poor, that now he is sent to bind up the brokenhearted and proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness the prisoners. And, and I, I hope the point that I'm trying to make here is that everything we do is actually by the Spirit who lives on the inside of us. And so as we die to ourselves and become alive unto him, we actually begin to walk in the fullness of everything that he has for us. Um, does that make sense? I know that sometimes, this is a little bit of a hard message, I think. Um, thank you, Lord. Let me just see what... a few other scriptures here. I'm going to tie this and then I'm going to wrap this up. And actually, uh, is John, John's here. I'm going to have you share in just a second here. Um, I want you just to share this testimony. But uh, 2 Corinthians 5.14. I'm sorry, I don't have the scriptures up for this. Uh, actually, let me back up. Let me just say this. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 2.2 and it says... Uh, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. You guys know that verse? 
Like it's Jesus Christ and him crucified. And, and the Lord was dealing with me in this because I'm sitting here going, well, wait a minute. If it's just preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified, what about like the resurrection? And I just heard the Lord say, our part is the death, is dying to ourself. His part is the resurrection. If we don't get our part, he doesn't do his part. If we don't die, there's no need for resurrection. So it is so important. This is why the death and, and even what, what, uh, what Jesus says in, in Matthew, he says this in Matthew 16, it says, if anyone should come after me, he must deny himself and he must take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. And in Luke, it says something very similar, but it adds one piece in there that I think is really important. It's that taking up your cross daily. It's, it's not a one-time thing. And I think sometimes we think, well, I'm, I did it. It's every day that we basically need to get up and say, God, help me to literally die to myself so that I can be alive to you. Die to the things of this world, the, the, the stuff that, that actually holds us back. Um, it's, the, it's the parable of the sower and the seed. And the, the, the third one, the thing that actually chokes out the fruitfulness of life, it's the pleasures of life, it's the riches of life, and it's the cares of this world. If there's those three things and any of those three things in our life, it's actually choking out the fruitfulness of life, which comes by the Holy Spirit. So here's the cool thing. <laughs> we actually have the opportunity to move according to the Spirit. There are things that he, it's, it's we were created for good works. Let me differentiate. There are works out there, talks about in Ephesians. When we operate in a place of works, those are things that we're, we're actually trying to accomplish in our own ability. But the good works, the good works are the things that he actually created in us before time. He, he actually set each one of you, catch this, each one of you is actually created for specific good works for right now. Every one of you. He didn't accidentally put you on this earth right now and it's like, oh man, you should have come 20 years later. <laughs> You're for right now. And there are actually good works, but the good works are actually accomplished through the Holy Spirit. And so when we operate on our own ability, we actually don't operate in a place of good works. They're, those are called the deeds that we can, we actually, let me just read it. This, I'll just read it here in Revelation. This is the, this is in Revelation 3. It says, I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your deeds complete in the sight of my God. Point is, there's this form of, of righteousness that we can walk in that is not actually alive unto the spirit. And it's, it's, we can do things which people go, well, that's really great. You're doing great things. 
But what the Lord actually requires is that we live, move, and have our being through the Spirit. Those are the good works that we're created for. And, and I'm just, I believe the Lord wants to awaken the church in this season and in this time. It's time for us to, to wake up, which requires a dying to self, but in that we wake up and actually we become alive to the very thing that we were created for. It can be amazing, but it requires us to lay down our lives. He says, if you don't lay down your life, you'll have no part of me. So, and I know it's, it's not something that happens overnight. It's, it's a continual process of taking up our cross. But I want to encourage you in it because I believe God is going to use us in an amazing way as we lay down our lives and we're used by him and we begin to flow with his spirit and move by his spirit, which means we no longer control the things that we're, we're doing, which means that when you're going throughout your day, I, I, I wrote this uh, in, in the email this week, God's in the journey. And a lot of times we're so focused on destinations that we miss out on the very thing that he wants to do in the, in the journey that you're on. And we're looking for like, ah, oh God, get me through this thing. I need to get to that point. I need to get past where I am. This is a horrible place that I'm in right now. And God's like, actually, I'm right in here with you. And I want to use you to minister in different ways. I want to use you to impact people in different ways. And, and, and we can get so caught up in getting to the final destination that we actually miss out on the very things that the Lord has for us in the moment. So even as we go, as we go out today, as we go on our, uh, and just, and we're going to have like destinations that we want to get to, I want to encourage you to just allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in the moment. And as you pray for people, don't get so caught up in just the prayer and then moving on. Actually pause and allow the Holy Spirit to just to give you the insight that you have or that, that he wants to give you to speak his things and not your things. We, we often jump in and we start to pray and we pray what we're thinking up here in our head. We pray what we know because it's comfortable and we can control it. But when we actually allow him to move, it goes beyond our understanding. It goes beyond our ability. It's scary. It's super scary. But it's actually the good works that we're created for. It's the good things that he actually has put in us. And as we begin to do it, we're gonna, it's going to get easier and easier and easier to do. John, will you come up and just share? I, this, is a, this is desiring the gifts of the Spirit and then watching and how God actually says yes. And uh, go ahead. Why don't you share here? I'll, I'll open it. And then we're going to close and we're going to just commission you guys and go all right uh first of all thank you uh i love this church <laughs> i I'm, I'm so serious I've, I, I've been telling pastor i feel i feel like i've gotten saved all over again coming to this church and i've i've uh thank I'm, seriously i really do and you know psalms 37 says delight yourself in the lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart well i've been praying for god's desires and and uh, one of the things, being having the, the opportunity to go out and just minister and see pastor, first of all, you, know, I, you hate that I said, <laughs> but see Mike uh, just really be led by the Holy Spirit. It, it's very inspiring and everything. And I was, I was praying, and God was giving me the desire. 
And I was like, God, I want to be able to, I want to be able to operate in the word of knowledge. I want, I want, I want God to be able to. First, so was, first time we went out, we prayed together. And what did you do? You just kind of put your hand on him and just yeah. blasted a prayer, right? Yeah, yeah, that's because I, I, I just pray and I just pray whatever's on my heart and everything, which, which you know, but I, I'm not very good at listening. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just spewing whatever God's put in my heart already, you know, and I'm just going with it and just hoping for the best, you know, but, but watching you and Christy, you, you guys really slow down and listen to the Holy Spirit. And I said, God, I want I want, I want the word of knowledge. I want you to do that. So I, w- I was praying and I was asking God to use me in the word of knowledge. And was that last Sunday? Yeah. Last, last Sunday. Sunday, I had to pick up my kids. Um, so I had to leave early and everything, but I was praying for that. And we went out and we were handing out the sack lunches or whatever, the, the, the blessing bags and everything. And uh, this one guy came up to me and, and uh, he just wanted his food and wanted to leave and everything. I said, well, hey, can I pray for you real quick? And uh, he's like, yeah, go ahead. So I just prayed like I normally did. And I was just kind of going through whatever God put on my heart. And then I, I slowed down. I, I said, God, I want you to do, like, like in my heart, I was like, God, I want, I want to hear you. And so I was, I was trying to listen at the same time that I was praying, which is kind of, kind of new to me. And all of a sudden, I felt like God just wanted me to start praying um, over him for forgiveness and that he would, that God would give him the grace to forgive those around him and everything. And um, honestly, I forget the details of the prayer. But, but afterwards, I asked him, I said, uh, is it, you know, I, or actually, 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 I just said amen or whatever. And then he's like, I don't know how you did that. He's like, he's like, whatever you just did, I don't know how you did that. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? And he's like, and uh, he explains a little bit about there was some, some uh, tension or whatever in the family and all that and that he was going through. He was just talking to his, I forget if it was his girlfriend or wife or whatever, and um, about forgiving someone and everything. And I was like, well, hey, you know, is there anything specific I could pray? You know, I wanted to pray further into it. Like, no, I don't. I don't know how you did that, and I, he he, just, he took off. He, <laughs> he ran. It, it scared him or something. It did scare him. Yeah, this—that's the cool part, though, is that this is. <laughs> we can scare people with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> He's called the Holy Ghost, right? <laughs> I, I do. I do want to say this, man. The whole time that you're talking and everything, there's a scripture in Galatians two twenty. It says, "I have, Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ." Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith. And the King James says, of the Son of God. Every other version says, by faith faith in the Son of God. And, uh, but King James, I think, has it right, because we're living by the faith of the Son of God. He's the vine, we're the branches. His life is living in us. He's living through us. And we're the resistance. We're We're the obstacle that keeps him from flowing through us. So having so when we that, die, yeah. Now the, there's we, no resistance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to lay that down. We have to bury that. So anyway, I, I just I'm, I love this church. I love everything that you guys are doing. I'm, I'm so grateful and humbled to be a part of this. Oh, thanks, John. I, here's the thing: is he saw something that he he wanted, and, and this is where it's great to go out with like someone maybe that that is has a little more experience in a sense, not that they're going to go, let me show you how to do this, but there is that like, oh, 
I can actually pause and I can wait and, and hear the Spirit and then begin to like get a word of knowledge and things that the Lord has specific for them and not just kind of praying a prayer over people, but actually praying into specific things that you, and it may not make sense. It, like John was saying, it wasn't anything big for him. But what he did is he paused, he waited, he began to speak those things. And for that person, it was like he was reading his mail and the guy freaked out. And, and he's like, well, hey, what's going on? And he's like, look, I'm out of here. I don't know how you did this. I don't know what you did, but I'm out of here. But I love it because this is something that John was asking for. He's like, Lord, I want to be able to do this. And, uh, and it freaked the guy out. So, <laughs> so, so, no, he didn't know he was operating it, but he had asked for it. And, and then, yeah, so he didn't know he was operating it. So ask for those things. And, but also, this is where come alongside others that um, I know James, I'm looking at James in the back, and he came alongside uh, Alex up front here. And, and Alex, <laughs> how did, the guy just goes out and people come into the kingdom. He just, like last time, uh, last Sunday, I think nine people came into the kingdom. Uh, he just led nine people to Christ. And James was blown away by it. Uh, James was up front on that Sunday night going, I've never seen anything like that before. I've never seen someone just flow in that. And people go, yeah, I'll give my life to Christ. Yeah, I'll give my life to Christ. <laughs> and uh, so it's coming alongside people. Here's the thing. A lot of times we think we got to get in, uh, like get the training and go through like the 10-hour course uh, on how to do this stuff, how to actually operate in the gifts of the Spirit, how to operate and move with the Spirit. It doesn't actually work like that. Where you're going to get it is in the field. You get out, you begin to practice it. It's like riding a bike. Uh, I can tell you how to ride a bike. I can give you all the blueprints and, and show you how everything works together. But until you actually get on the bike and get the feel for the bike and start to ride the bike, and, and I can tell you as, like, here, do it like this. And so you begin to, you watch me, and then you jump on, and you do it, and you ride the bike. It's the same thing I was talking about last week with flying a plane. Uh, you can't sit in a classroom and learn how to fly a plane. You got to have, you got to be up with the pilot, learning how to do it, feeling how, how the ailerons and the rudder works together and, and how you're going to, especially in the landing, man, it, you want to go through a number of landings with, with, the, with the pilot landing and you're kind of, and you actually feel the controls, you hold the controls with them and you land the plane before you actually land the plane the first time. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be a bad day. Uh, but I can tell you, I could go through a hundred hours of, of studying how to land a plane, and I would not know how to land a plane. We actually have to get out and do this stuff. Uh, and, and the Holy Spirit, as we <laughs> died our own stuff, as we give up control, and as we allow him to move through us, it's going to be exciting. This is that adventure I'm talking about where we buckle up, we're getting on the roller coaster ride. It's safe. It will be safe, but it will be a little scary. You guys ready? <laughs> like, everyone's like, I'm not standing up. Um, actually, let me just, you want to just share real quick, just, I think this was, this is a really good point just to make. Uh, this is the Holy Spirit. Marcus was talking about this on Wednesday and uh, just with his daughters and man, they were, uh, they're struck. Well, you just tell the, tell the story just quickly. <laughs> I'm going to stop playing while I talk because I can't do both too well. Um, I was, uh, I have a daughter and she's getting ready for uh, college soccer. And so she 
has to increase your speed and has to increase your time in some ways for some uh, for some uh, physical tests that she has to go through to to play the fall season and so and so she was trying it on her own at the track and she just kind of came back like kind of discouraged like dad I can't do this and she was like would you take me to the gym and help me increase my time and of course we had that history together as father and son so as father and daughter and uh, <laughs> and uh, and I took her to the treadmill and we we began to find the pace that she needed to run at to make her time and she was saying I'm gonna have to start way slow much slower than what than what I think and I said Manny, you've been playing soccer for five years. This is in your legs. You took two months off because you couldn't play with your team because of COVID. This is in you. This is in your legs. You got this. And so I'm beside her on the treadmill, and I said, let's just try running it. So we did a warm-up, and I said, let's just try running it at the time that you need to do. She's like, Dad, I can't do it. Dad, I can't do it. I'm like, no, you can do it. You can do it. And so I'm beside her on the treadmill, breaking the social distance law, but I just was going to wait for one of the employees to tell me to get off, you know. And, and she starts going, and I'm in her ear going, you got this. You got this. Don't stop. It's going to be painful, but you have this. And she did a lap, you know, and, and I was like, you have one more lap. And she's wanting to stop. She's like, oh. I'm like, Minnie, don't give up. Don't give up. And she does it, and she runs it at the time that she needs to run it. And I'm just like through this whole process going, oh, my gosh, this is the Holy Spirit's voice in our life. Like, one, we can't do it on our own, and we actually need help. We need someone to come alongside of us, you know. And that's each other, but that's also the Holy Spirit. We, we look to the Holy Spirit. We've done it on our own, Lord. We don't know how to do this. I can coach you. I can teach you. And then just in that thing of like, She's been playing soccer, you know, really competitive soccer for a long time. This is in you. Guys, we've been believers for a long time. This is in us. We don't need any more training. We can get on the treadmill, and we can put it at the pace that we need to go, and the Holy Spirit can help us to stay with it and help us to stay on and help us to move. But I, as I was coaching my daughter, I, the Lord was teaching me, Marcus, this is what I do with you. You need to talk to me. You need to get on that treadmill. You need to run. You need to embrace the fear. I was like, yes, Lord. Okay, I'm sorry. So anyway, that was a fun moment between That's God good. and me and many. Yeah. So let that encourage you. This is The Holy Spirit is actually our counselor. He's the one that comes alongside us, that leads us, that guides us, that wants to see us succeed. It says this in John 14. It says, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. The Spirit is actually the one that reveals all truth, as it talks about in John 16. 1 Corinthians 2, it says that, that the Spirit of God is the one that understands the deep thoughts of the Father. So as the Holy Spirit's in the inside of us and as we have a heavenly Father that loves us and wants the very best for us and he sends his spirit as that, uh, as that deposit of what's to come, the Holy Spirit is actually what leads us and guides us. And as we allow him to have control and do this, 
we actually step into the fullness of what we're created for, everything that we have. And I believe we're going to see greater power. We're going to see greater authority. We're going to see things that we haven't seen before because we've been having a form of godliness but denying its power. That's the second Timothy 3.16. There's, we cannot have that form. We actually need the power of the Holy Spirit to operate in and through us. So I'm going to stop there. If you guys will stand up, I'm just going to pray just an empowering over us right now. So just put your hands out. I know this services are not going to be normal. We're not going to just do things a normal way. I, I am asking and I want to see God move in power in and through us. I want his church to awaken. He wants his church to awaken. Now is the time. All, all we do, look, we don't have to strive in it. We just have to say yes to it. We have to say, here, my, send me. I'll lay down my life. I'll pick up yours. What do you want to do? So, Lord, right now, I thank you, Lord, as we've heard the word. I thank you for the listening. Lord, I pray that we would now walk in that obedience to the things that you call us to. And, Lord, I thank you that you're the one that does the work. You're the one that, that makes it happen. We just say yes to you. We surrender our lives to you. Just as Jesus did this and as he was led by your spirit, Lord, may we do this and may we be led by your spirit. Lord, I pray for an empowering in every person today. Lord, I pray that we would more clearly hear your voice. Lord, that, and that we would be, have that boldness to step out when it doesn't make sense, when we go, well, that, I hear something, but that doesn't really make sense, that we would just do it, that we would move out in, in that place of boldness. And Lord, I thank you that your power is going to be released. We're going to see demonstrations of your power. Not wise and persuasive words. We're not here to persuade people and to sell people like a car salesman or something where we sell them something and then we have to like make it good for the rest of the time. But all we do is hold out this word of life and we say, God, you do it. So Lord, I just pray for that empowering of your Holy Spirit to flow in and through us today from this moment forward, Lord, that we would live in your spirit, that we would have that overflow, that, that rivers of living water, that as we taste you, as we drink you in, Lord, there will be rivers of water that will flow from us, that we will move by your spirit, we'll live, we'll move, and we'll have our being, Lord, we'll exist in and through you, we'll abide in you. Lord, I thank you for what you're about to do. Lord, I thank you that, that it's in the doing, it's in the practicing, Lord, that you begin to move in our lives, that you come upon us, that we see your glory come upon us. Lord, let your glory be revealed in and through us. It is Christ that is on the inside of us. This is the hope of glory for those that are around us. Let it be revealed in and through us. Let your glory be revealed. Let Christ be revealed in and through us. Today, this day forward, Lord, let us not focus on the destination, but let us be caught up in the journey hearing your voice, listening to you every moment that we would stop and not allow the busyness of life to overcome the very things that you want us to do in those moments. So God, I thank you for everyone here. I thank you for everyone watching online. I pray a blessing over them in Jesus' name. Amen.